0: From the MGMA in home studios, welcome to the Insights Podcast. I'm
1: Daniel Williams. My philosophy about this is your customer is anybody you look at except the person in the mirror. It's your coworkers, it's your providers, it's your patients, their family members. And we really focus on providing the best customer service we can. Uh, we focus on our employees and our providers and try our best to make it as the best working environment that it can be. That's
0: Martin Sheehan, Vice President of Provider Practices Mercer Health Medical Group, talking about the importance of developing a fully integrated customer service philosophy when running a successful medical practice. We're going to hear more from Martin in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the MGMA Emerald Card, the premier card built specifically for medical practice owners. With 1.5% cash back, paid MGMA dues bonus, no impact on personal credit and vendor rebates, it's tailor made to medical practices. So, what are you waiting for? Go to about mgma.cards to get started today. Now, conditions apply and are subject to approval. Mercantile Financial Technologies is a financial technology company, not a bank. The MGMA credit cards are issued by Hatch Bank. Pursue it to a license from MasterCard. You can review the cardholder agreement at about.mgma.cards Slash terms. Our guest today is Martin Sheehan, Vice President of Provider Practices at Mercer Health Medical Group. Mercer Health has been named an MGMA better performer, and Martin is here today to discuss the philosophy and the processes that help the practice achieve that distinction. Well, Martin, uh, First of all, I want to congratulate you on being named an MGMA Better Performer.
1: Thanks, Daniel. We're really proud to uh, be recognized by MGMA, um, it, especially receiving the recognition last year for the first time. was really caught off guard by that and very flattered to receive the recognition.
0: Now, was this a surprise to you? Did you have a feeling you guys might get in there?
1: No, no, I had no clue. I. Uh, never even really thought about it. I just, I just focus on doing our job.
0: All right. Well, I want to congratulate you again and then learn a little bit about more about you and, and your healthcare journey. What are some of the highlights you'd want to share with us?
1: Yeah. You know, I've been very fortunate. I've worked with some of the best in our industry, some of the most talented people. They've been great teachers. I've hoped that I've been a good steward and pass some of that knowledge on to folks that I've worked with over the years. I was uh, given a great opportunity as a healthcare consultant for a number of years, which really allowed me to connect with a lot of people across the country um, and giving them different visions and perspectives of how different organizations provide their services and run their operations. It's been a great blessing. Great.
0: Now let's take an even further step back and what got you interested in healthcare in the first place? Where, where where did you make that leap?
1: Well, this one's a little people think this is a little lighthearted, but it's the absolute truth. When I was graduating, I thought, I want to go into an industry where there's stability and longevity. <laughs> the two industries I came up with was mortuary and healthcare. I chose the better of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So when you were in school, what what was your major there? What were you studying? Uh, Business, and I did uh, actually uh, Bellarmine University in Louisville, Kentucky. actually had a certificate program in healthcare management, and I I was actually one of the folks who were invited to participate in that pilot program, and it was a great experience. Okay. Um,
0: Let's talk about your practice then. That's really where this uh, this milestone for you, you and your team, this is what this is about. You are an MGMA Better Performer this year. So let's get an idea of your practice. What's the size and scope and specialty
1: for your practice? Sure. Mercer Health Medical Group is located in Mercer County, Ohio. It's a rural area in Northwest Ohio. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're about an hour from Dayton. Um, Our provider network is made up of 43 providers in 17 locations. In addition to that, we also uh, have a unique service line that we manage and provide care for approximately 325 residents in eight local area nursing homes. And what we do there is we actually have a, it's the equivalent of a hospitalist team, but they work in the area nursing homes. So these patients don't have to be transported to our offices to see their primary care providers and that type thing. Um, Our services include primary care, pediatrics, internal medicine, OBGYN, pulmonology, urology, and geriatric medicine. Uh, We're very proud. We're a community-owned hospital. uh, So we're one of, excuse me, only two or three left in Ohio that we are literally owned by the members of our community. And uh, last year we provided, or this year, we're providing approximately 73,000 office visits, and in addition to that, we have uh, participated in the deliveries and management of 380 newborn babies, uh, which we're really proud of. That That is incredible. Now,
0: I'm going to repeat some of these numbers. You were talking about there, 17 different locations, you've got 43 providers, you care for... Around 325 residents in those nursing homes. That's a lot of hats that you may be wearing at any given time. Give us an idea then. What's your primary focus in your role? What does your day to day look like?
1: Yeah. Um, it, we have been very fortunate, Daniel. We have gone, we've had continual growth um, year to year over the last five years that I've been here with the organization. Um, We've also, uh, in addition to those numbers, uh, we have seen a growth in new patient visits of we're averaging, uh, or we're going to see this year, 273 new patient visits, which we're really pleased, especially being in a rural area. But we strive to focus on customer service. and, And our philosophy or my philosophy about this is your customer is anybody you look at except the person in the mirror. It's your coworkers, it's your providers, it's your patients, their family members. And we really focus on providing the best customer service we can. Uh, We focus on our employees and our providers and try our best to make it as the best working environment that it can be. We spend a lot of time at work and with each other. So we try to touch base with our folks. I do rounding every month, try to visit each of our practices, talk to our providers, talk to staff, make sure their needs are met. Do they have the training and resources and equipment to do their jobs? Uh, Because if they're not happy, they're not going to provide quality service to our patients. Uh, One of the other things that we do is I meet with each practice on a monthly basis and go over their dashboard or, or their key performance indicator reports. And we review everything there from quality and our HEDIS and patient satisfaction measures to revenue cycle management. How well are we doing with our billing and collections? Um, an example of that one is we're in the uh, top percentile with MGMA and our performance and revenue cycle management. And I emphasize to everyone the importance that everyone's important from the receptionist to the clinical staff, to the providers, to the leadership team, to our care managers, to the billing department. If everyone in that cycle isn't doing their role and doing it well and doing it timely, we wouldn't have 57% gross collection rate, 99 to 102% net collection rate. And again, nobody is just a receptionist. If they are, we don't need them. And we we make sure everybody understands um, their role. We also review with our practices, their financial performance, go over the p with them, the income statements, um, and just make sure total transparency is our objective and our goal.
0: Mm-hmm. You had mentioned making those rounds. So with 17 <clears throat> locations, are you living out of a car a lot of the time? I mean, what's the, what's the travel time, the closest to the furthest uh, location that you've got to make it to?
1: Um, the closest is a five minute walk down the hallway and the, uh, <laughs> and the, the furthest is about 15 minutes. We're, we're a pretty oh. small community. Okay, um, And uh, so it's not bad. But one of the things that we do also, Daniel, that I think is really important, and I use this analogy a lot when we interview new providers, my philosophy and management style is we want a culture of partnership. So if you look at the analogy... My left hand are the providers. My right hand are me and my team and all the staff. And what I say to them is, "You're the clinical partners. We're the business partners, and we have to work interchangeably because we don't do what you do, and you don't do what we do. And we, and that's why we focus on total transparency. Um, We have a. I make it a very common theme. You can ask about anything, anytime, anywhere, except about compensation." Anything else is open for discussion.
0: That's uh, quite a <laughs> a benchmark to have there in place. That's awesome. Um, it is. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I wanted to then move on to the next part of this. Is you know you are uh, Mercer Health is a better performer. And it really does take an analysis and an, and an examination of a practice to really understand how it works, what makes it work, where you're efficient, where you have gaps. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, when you got those results back, when you've done those benchmarks, um, what are some of the themes that emerged for you and your team? Where are your, Where is your team excelling?
1: Yeah. Well, again, one of the things in, in doing the benchmarking, again, we do our monthly dashboard meetings and we review these statistics monthly. So it wasn't a surprise, but we've talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Again, total transparency, revenue cycle management. One of the easiest discussions I've ever had in an organization because our numbers have always been top tier. But a couple of years ago, I set an initiative um, unfortunately, unfortunately, like many practices, our bottom line is a negative number. And I said, folks, I want to set a goal of achieving X this year, X loss per provider, reducing our losses to this number. And as you can imagine, I had some deer in the headlight looks from the providers and said, well, how are you going to do that? And I said, it's real simple. I broke it down and, Instead of saying, I need you to produce this many more WRVUs, or I need you to do this, I broke it down and said, I need your office to see one more patient a day, 1.5 patients a day. And by doing that, they were able to say, that's all you need. That's all we have to do to achieve that goal. And we did it. Um, But it's breaking it down to what they can associate with. Because if I say, I need you to generate eight more WRVUs a day, I've really tried to teach them what WRVUs are, but that's a language they don't speak. They're clinical. Uh, So that's been a big part for us. Our quality measures, um, I'm very, very proud. We just really got into a quality reporting, quality dashboards uh, starting last year. We've been very involved in the CPC Plus program and um, sharing those quality dashboards. I really saw that close a gap with our providers because while I'm going over the the dashboards, the management dashboards or key performance indicators, they're they're in tune with it. We've done a lot of education, but boy, when you turned on that light of those quality measures and heat reporting, that speaks their language, and they were very engaged. And um, I have tried to subtly emphasize we don't want to be mediocre, and so. I intentionally have full displaying of each provider by each offices, what each of them are, how they're performing compared to the others in their office. But then also we have a quarterly all provider meeting and I throw all the providers up on that slide by the same specialty and show how they compare to each other. And let me assure you, there's some deep breaths and there's some competitive juices start flowing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, I I know that you don't want to just rest on your laurels there. I know what you said about mediocrity. And uh, so you're always looking to improve. What are the ways then that you're looking at taking that success to an even (laughs) higher level?
1: Yeah, I kind of drive the people crazy because I am a process improvement person. I like to know how things work, why they work the way they do, why things have to happen. And so we're constantly in a process and my team have really grown with me. And I'm very proud of them of always looking at ways of what we could do better. We have a, we have a culture of anything's open for review and consideration, unless we can come up with a hard stop of why we shouldn't try it. We try it because we can always go back to the old way. But if we don't try something new, we don't know if it's going to work or not. Um, really striving to use our EMR um, to the best of our ability. We're constantly identifying new functionality in it, better appropriate uses, that type thing. Um, When I first came here within 30 days, uh, they told me that they were going live on a new EMR for the hospital and the physician network. And I about choked. It was it was seamless. It was beautiful. It went off really well. Sure, there were some challenges, but having the hospital and the practices on the same EMR is so critical for comparing quality, performance indicators, process improvement is is critical for us. Um, We want to ensure that the providers are providing the highest scope that they can uh, for their position, um, including our staff. There was a time when providers were complaining to me that Martin I need more nurses I, I said why do you need more nurses and they said because every time I need a nurse they're on the phone at their desk and so I went over and sat with them for 30 minutes and I immediately realized wait a minute we're paying rn salaries to sit on the phone to do prior authorizations or pre-search or referrals that clerical staff could be doing and so we centralized those services and took those out of the offices now it was it was quite interesting some providers were like that's a brilliant idea boy that's great the nurses need to be doing nursing they don't need to be doing administrative work other providers were oh you can't take that out of our office we can't give that up Uh, i'm pleased to announce that it has worked really really well we fumble every once in a while but the job satisfaction of the staff in the offices the availability of the staff to the providers has been a marked improvement we've seen a great success with that. Um, We utilize virtual services. Um, We've been a little creative with that. This came out of COVID um, where we finally could get reimbursement for virtual visits. And from that we've spun off, um, we have a OBGYN practice. We do not manage any complex or uh, multiple birth high risk patients. Uh, we refer those to uh, maternal fetal medicine in a local, in an area about an hour away. Well, we had the the idea of, well, instead of these moms that were co-managing with that specialty group, instead of them having to travel an hour and eat up half of their day each way, plus parking, seeing the provider, we talked to the maternal fetal medicine group that we refer to and said, could some of these services be provided virtually? If we set up a PC in one of our exam rooms. Could the moms come into our office? We'll do the vital signs for you. And then they do a virtual visit with you instead of having to travel. It has been a show changer for us. The community okay. absolutely loves that. They, they awesome, love that man. a lot. Um, we've worked on uh, continuing to use virtual visits uh, for our low acuity patients, med checks, those type things. So instead of the patient... Taking off a couple of hours a day to come into the doctor for a med check that you wait, the doc comes in in five minutes, said anything changed, everything going okay? Okay, see you in next month. Uh, we can do those virtually, and that's been received very, very well by the providers and the patients, but it also frees up appointment times in our offices for those higher level acuity. Um, one of the creative things that we've done is we've partnered with one of the local school systems to provide virtual visits in the school. So if Johnny is coming in to see the pediatrician for a med check or for a counseling session or something like that, we actually schedule it as a virtual visit. We have a room that's dedicated at the school. We have a nurse that goes to the school, triages the patient, gets the parent on the phone or on the uh, virtual visit, and then connects with the provider, and we facilitate the visit right there. The parents love it. They don't have to be gone from work for extended periods of time. The school loves it. I, I'll never forget the first couple that we did. The school nurse has said, you're done? He's going back to the class already? And so, you know, again, those are satisfiers, but it's also more cost effective. Um, we're looking at exploring e-consults. This is a new concept for us. so. For our folks to go see a specialist, most of our specialists, they have to travel one to two hours away. Um, Through e-consults, we're hopeful that we can reduce a lot of that travel, manage some of those conditions here ourselves, uh, cut down on ED or inpatient transfers, especially of pediatric patients, and cut down on that cost and access, better access for those patients.
0: Okay. Um Okay. In going through this process, how how has it helped you get a better understanding of what your practice is really about?
1: That's a great question. I've always been customer-oriented. I re-engineered my thinking when I, and I forget where I ran across that uh, analogy that the customer is everyone you look at but the person in the mirror. And coaching and promoting that to all of our providers and staff and understanding We've got to take care of each other. We have to work as a team. And today may not be Daniel's best day, but Martin and Camille and everyone else kind of needs to step up and carry the ball with him because, you know what, tomorrow maybe may not be our best day. And uh, focusing on that um, has made a, a big difference for us. Okay. Um Last couple of questions and For practices who are considering
0: becoming a better performer next year, what advice would you give them?
1: Most importantly, hands down, these are folks who are already engaged in MGMA. I can't emphasize enough. It is an investment of time, but participate in the data surveys. Contribute, submit your data to the surveys, participate in the surveys. Just going through that, if you're not already organized, it'll seem like you're pulling teeth because it is so detail-oriented, but it gives you such a great insight if you don't already have it to the depth and knowledge of data and information that's available to you. And then them understanding the benchmarking, how to use that information and understanding that it is only benchmarking. Um, I use this phrase all the time. MGMA data is benchmarking. It is not the gospel, but it's the best comparative data that i've ever come across in the country and i've done this for a really long time but also get engaged with with mgma there are so many resources there's so many knowledge bases and tools and resources Um, we don't have time to use them all but if you just go out there and ask don't reinvent the wheel it may already exist there for us
0: Okay. Any final thoughts then you'd like to share with our listeners about the Better Performer program? What it's meant to you and your staff for being uh, named Better Performers?
1: Yeah. Again, as I started off, Daniel, it it was so flattering and rewarding last year uh, when we, or two years ago when we received that recognition for the first time, um, because it was a total surprise. Actually, it it almost seemed too good to be true to me. I kind of had to go validate it and make sure that this was correct Uh, and I was so excited to share that with our senior leadership team my colleagues and administration Um, and knowing their excitement because they were they were excited that I would be presenting this information to the board we would be doing some recognition in the community we had billboards that went up promoting that were better performers It, it was a great recognition for the sense of accomplishment in what we're doing. And we're very, very proud to be a part of that.
0: All right. Well, Martin Sheehan, I want to thank you again for joining us on the MGMA podcast. I'd also like to say congratulations on yourself and Mercer Health and your team being named better performers. So congratulations and thank you.
1: Thank you, Daniel. And thank you to everyone at MGMA for your ongoing support and ever-ending energy to uh, make us better.
0: Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Insights. Thanks to our guest, Martin Sheehan, Vice President of Provider Practices at Mercer Health Medical Group. Mercer Health has been named an MGMA Better Performer. If you want to learn how you can become a better performer, you can search MGMA, Data Dive, Better Performers. Also, I'll provide a direct link in the episode show notes. This episode is brought to you by the MGMA Emerald Card, the premier card built specifically for medical practice owners. With 1.5% cash back, paid MGMA dues bonus, no impact on personal credit and vendor rebates, it's tailor-made to medical practices. So what are you waiting for? Go to about.mgma.cards to get started today. And if you like the show, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. And to access all of our podcasts, go to mgma.com slash listen. And if you want to add to the conversation or suggest experts for us to interview, email us at podcast at mgma.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at MGMA Daniel. Stay safe and thanks for listening.